What is the price of fear? Can you afford it? Are you skilled and confident enough to leverage it as your superpower to get things done? Or does it leave you stifled and missing out on opportunity because you can't bring yourself to take the leap of faith in you? If any of this rings true, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Healing for Your Thoughts, a podcast that takes a below-the-surface look at how we show up in the world after life happens, and the stories we tell ourselves about what we believe is or isn't possible. Along the way, we'll also explore the stories of some extraordinary human beings and their ability to thrive in the face of what seemed impossible. My name is Charlita Harvey, and I'm a learning and development life coach. Over the course of countless sessions with clients, I've been a part of some incredible conversations. This podcast is a natural evolution of that, and I'm super excited to be on this journey. So again, I say welcome. In today's episode, we're going to look at and talk about the extraordinary cost of fear. And it is my hope that by the end of this, you'll be inspired to remove something from your fear list as you become more fearless. You know, they say almost doesn't count. True confession, this podcast almost didn't happen. As I reflect on the journey of getting here, I have to be honest in saying that part of me actually starting came as a result of me backing myself in a corner. I know that sounds shameful and crazy, but it's the truth. And the most unfortunate thing about it is that as I look back on it now, I can't really even point to a single reason, not one good reason for not getting started, except fear and me getting in my own way. Time and time again. Over the course of all these different conversations I've had, I've been told that I'm a great conversationalist, but suddenly I struggled with really finding my voice, with what I might say. I worried that whatever I came up with would either leave people bored to tears or unintentionally I'd create controversy. And either way, that meant I'd fail. And in my mind, the only thing worse than the failure itself was actually putting myself out there to begin with. As I considered not doing this podcast for like, I don't know, the umpteenth time, In the back and forth discussion between me, myself, and I, I made what I would call a discovery, maybe even like had an epiphany. And it was based upon something that I heard somebody say in a conversation. I realized that basically I'm what you might call an extroverted introvert. I have a super outgoing personality, but only to an extent. And yes, that is a thing. And that particular personality type came alongside my fear and kept me frozen, perpetually stuck between a place called will I or won't I? And so before actually doing something about starting this podcast, I remained indecisively still for four years, debating a lot of what ifs with fear as my life partner. And let me tell you something, that was not a good relationship. 
trying to get out of my own way and trying to understand myself a little better in this area. I also wanted to understand and at least halfway make sense of what felt at times like crippling fear. So being the bookworm that I am, I started doing a little research and I ended up finding some really interesting information that kind of dug into the idea of fear and how it affects us. Some of us really can take it and let it be the fuel that powers us. Some of us are absolutely terrified to do anything just because of the fear of failure. And then there's still others of us who, I guess we fall in the middle. Most of the time, I'm the person that falls in the middle. But when it comes to doing something like this podcast, that's a bit outside of my comfort zone. I definitely fit the bill for the one standing still terrified. But in the information I found on psychology today, I started to feel a little bit better about the situation. According to them, for most people, the fear of failure boils down to some very specific stories we tell ourselves about the what about what the failure means. Those stories can include believing that we don't have what it takes to do whatever it is we're trying to do, or we have or will let people down, or even that will become irrelevant and therefore have a lot to choose to lose, excuse me, by taking a chance on ourselves. Not to mention the fact that failure in and of itself can be absolutely devastating and embarrassing. And so as I thought about this, I also had to have a reckoning of sorts with myself and how and when and what I speak to me. And if I'm telling the truth about it, I can admit that I've either thought or said all of the things I just mentioned and so much more to myself at some point or another. All of this, despite there being no real evidence that any of that nonsense was true. And sadly, What I also realize is that I'm not the only one who's done so. I wonder what some of the stories are that you guys have told yourselves. More than that, how did you finally start repeating that story in your book of life? What has it taken for you to push past fear and break up with it as your life partner? Thinking about it, I would bet my life that some of the world's most popular Most seemingly put together celebrities, you know, the ones we all know and love who shall remain nameless, have struggled with this at some point in their careers. Many just might not ever openly admit it for fear of what it would do to their brand. And honestly, I mean, I get it. No shade. I just wonder what holding on to fear costs us. And even then, there's an even greater problem. Repeating the stories of failure to ourselves, we lose sight of the fact that we'll legitimately miss 100% of the shots we don't intend, we don't take. And then we will inadvertently write another unintended story that the only life we have to live is the one that's filled with regret and tales of woulda, coulda, or shoulda. And that really is the thing that becomes the rule and not the exception, unless we get to a point where we decide to put in the work to change the narrative. And even that takes time. It takes courage. 
And to some degree, it takes a village of supportive people who see you differently than you often see yourself when fear is the thing that's holding you back. It comes to a point where it's like you may look at yourself as a model of fear, as a person who won't or can't or shouldn't, but those around you who know you and love you see so much more because they're not bound to the voices in your head. They have their own opinions and they love you enough to share them, even when it doesn't make sense to you. But anyway, let me get back to this research. I also understand that um, whether or not we become unstuck is really up to us. And like I said, it takes a village and some courage and some commitment to do the work. And so in the research, I came across this quote that I didn't even realize was um, attributed to Henry Ford. But basically, it said that if we tell ourselves we can't, we're right. If we tell ourselves we can, we're also right. When I think about those words, the concept seems simple enough, but then again, it doesn't because we're human. And regardless of whether the perceived consequence of failure is real or imagined in our heads, the consequence is still the same. A stagnant existence. We go from this place legit of thriving to just surviving, to existing rather than living because we're standing still watching other people do the things that we dream about, that we know we can achieve, that we know we can do because we're held back by fear. And so it becomes a requirement to really dig deep and figure out will we or won't we? Because either way, it's a problem. And it's a problem that I've dealt with for a very long time until I was like mentally exhausted. I think some of it has to do with the time that I spent as a stay-at-home mom. For people who've never been in that situation, it's hard to understand. But for those of us who have been, whether you were a mom or a dad at home, you can definitely relate to the feeling of being left behind, of looking at your life and wondering where did all the time go with all the things you haven't achieved and you feel like you're running out of time, even as you love those children you stayed home with, you know, with everything in you. It's just like this constant battle in your head of figuring out if you're enough and if there's still time to become enough. And it's crazy. And so in my own journey of pushing past fear, I've learned that the fear itself has a clinical name in the world of psychology. And that name is atikophobia, which is the fear of failure. The Cleveland Clinic defines atikophobia as an intense fear of failure. It can cause us to put off or avoid activities or scenarios that have the the potential for an unsuccessful outcome. And people with this particular condition are absolutely afraid to take risks, try new things, or embrace growth for fear of that failure. They become 
what I talk to my clients about in terms of having a fixed mindset. People with a fixed mindset just think, you know, what's the point? Why bother? Nothing's going to change. I'll always get what I've always gotten, no matter how much effort I put forth. And, you know, that simply isn't true. But if you all you can see is all there's ever been, it's very, very difficult to look past that. Not impossible, but difficult. Um, people with this phobia might even avoid um, relationships and friendships for fear of the relationship failing or that they'll be seen as a disappointment to other. And then as if that weren't enough, this type of mindset also leads to like a wide variety of emotional and psychological challenges that can include like shame and depression and even anxiety. Some people have really, really extreme um, anxiety that really interferes with their quality of life. Um, And it just really then impacts how we interact with others. So in the time that I spent reading all this information, it was mind blowing to me because I guess I just never thought about it as a kind of mental health challenge. You know, most people would um, think about a mental health challenge being something like, you know, schizophrenia or bipolar behavior, not realizing that anxiety and depression and even, you know, stress can be a mental health challenge as well. And so a phobia about fearing failure ranks right up there on the list, at least in my book. And I understood then just how deep down in a rabbit hole everything really goes when you start talking about fear and why it happens and how long it's been present, et cetera. And so that forced me to really examine my own experiences with rational fear. And I'm definitely thankful to not experience it to the point of anxiety or panic attacks, but it has also meant that at some points in my life, I missed opportunities and those missed opportunities then set me on the path to pour, towards the comparison trap where I senselessly tried to measure my worth, which in my head was diluted by non-achievement, by the way, against the fantastical achievement of others. And that year's long exercise was a masterclass in foolishness. So where did I end up? I think a part of me is still trying to figure that out. But back to this research. Other than the mental aspects of fear, there's also some pretty um, unfortunate physical components as well. And so we have to understand that fear can have long-term effects on the body and thus on our health. It can cause sweating and you know, the depression that causes us to not want to eat and remove ourselves from interacting with others. And all those kinds of things can lead to other things. And so then I started asking myself, well, where does fear come from anyway? And in the reading that I did, I learned that sometimes people can develop a fear of failure when they are you know, genetically connected to people who have a family history of mental health disorders like other phobias and anxiety. You're more likely to develop fears of phobia when you're in that situation. It can also be a a situation that's like learned behavior. So if you grew up in an environment where you were taught by your parents or whomever your guardian was that failure was absolutely not an option and that 
to do so would be wrong or bad, that creates a real significant fear of failure. And it can also trigger challenges with perfectionism as a secondary issue. And breaking that cycle can be really hard because you're forced to challenge the rationale of everything you've been taught or told by people who love you, people who did their best to give you their best. And going against that teaching can feel like a betrayal of yourself and to them. And it just doesn't make sense. You know, parents do what they can with what they have and what they know. I, as a parent, know that there have been many days where I thought I was making the best decision for my children. As they've gotten older, they might disagree. But I shudder to think that, you know, most parents don't at least set out with trying to instill in their children the desire and the intention to work hard and to reap the rewards of success as a part of that work. But when we frame it as parents to our children in a way that makes them feel that anything less than that perfectionism is not going to be acceptable and therefore they are not acceptable, then that's really when it becomes a problem. Um, And I think, you know, that's where some of that stress and anxiety as the child becomes an adult and it doesn't get any better. I think that's where it comes from. And so, you know, we have to really dig into what we need to do as individuals to kind of keep things in perspective and to make the changes where we can, whether we are strong enough to do it on our own or whether we have to reach out to get extra support. Um, Another thing that I learned is that um, traumatic experiences can trigger a failure of failure, like, you know, in just that example I gave where parents may make the um, create rather an environment where their children are led to believe that failure is unacceptable. And when that failure happens, there's a severe punishment that comes as a result. Well, that traumatic experience can create such a high fear of failure that the person just doesn't even want to experience those negative consequences again. So to avoid the consequences, they just don't engage at all. And so then you become potentially the person who just doesn't even try. It's it, Then it's less about, well, I'm afraid to fail and more about I'm not even going to try because I don't even want to think about the idea of failing and what comes with that. And so it's it's just really interesting to me how pervasive an issue the fear of failure can be in the life of a person just trying to do everyday things, let alone one who's striving to be above and beyond extraordinary. Now, all these years later, I understand and fully believe that whether or not my fears seem rational to others, they're still mine and I owe it to myself to work through them in the most healthy, reasonable way possible. So here I am on this podcast sharing what I know and what I've learned about fear in hopes that those of you listening and grappling with any fear of your own will be inspired to face yours with courage and self-compassion. I'm also reminded of this quote that a friend sent to me not too long ago. I'd read it and heard it before, but it had been years, actually more like decades, since I first came across it. It's a quote by Theodore Roosevelt called The Man in the Arena, and it goes something like this. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles 
or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions? Who spends himself in a worthy cause? Who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement? And who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly? So that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory or defeat. So basically, y'all, what I'm saying is that in life, we will have critics. We will have haters. People may not even understand why we're doing what we're doing. But for whatever weight their opinions could carry, if they themselves are not in the arena of life actively doing something to better themselves and the world around them, then as far as I'm concerned, their opinion really means nothing. I'm grateful to the friend who sent this quote to me because in addition to it giving me a bit of an extra spark, I was also able to share it with another friend in a time of her need for encouragement after a tough few days of life happening. And that's how it's supposed to be. It takes us all to lift us all. I believe that with every part of who I am as a person. We are absolutely supposed to encourage and inspire each other. If we can't do that, then we simply need to get out of the way. Reading this quote again after so many years and then sharing it with you guys, some who some of whom may have not heard it before, my inspiration to try new things was boosted. And regardless of what others think or feel about it, I've decided to bet on myself to make it count by trusting my capabilities and to also ask for help when needed. I've decided to take some bold steps forward, whether I win or whether I learn, realizing that if I'm really lucky, I'll do both. So here I am, the extroverted introvert, fully standing in the arena of life. My legs may be a little wobbly. I may have occasional nerves. I may even get a few battle scars, but nonetheless, I am here. And to all of you listening, I invite you to join me. Before I go, I'd like to offer a few things that I hope you'll find helpful. I told y'all I'm a bookworm. I read a lot, like all the time. So the first two things are a couple of really great books. Book number one is called Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance by Angela Duckworth. The other book is probably more popular in business circles, but I believe the points in the book are relevant and applicable to everyday life as well. And so I'm including it on the list. And that book is called Fail Fast, Fail Often, How Losing Can Help You Win by Ryan Babineau and John Crumoltz. The both of these are great reads packed with really good info about not only moving beyond failure, but finding our undeniable resilience while doing so. By the way, I get zero royalties from recommending these books. I'm just sharing the resources because I believe that not only is knowledge power, it's necessary always. This aside, I want to also offer a few tips for pushing past fear. Tip number one, 
Accept and understand that failure is a normal and natural part of the growth that elevates our greatness. So instead of fearing that, we should see the failure not as a loss, but instead a lesson in how to come back wiser, stronger, and more prepared. If you learn nothing from the failure, you probably aren't paying enough attention. And speaking of preparedness, I think sometimes fear of failure really just boils down to a buildup of anxiety about being unprepared for the things we're trying to do. We see others win and naturally we want that for ourselves, but we often have little to no idea the level of preparation and likely failure they had to endure before gaining success. So instead of being an unprepared copy of someone else, how about we commit to doing the things that help us to be the best, most authentic versions of ourselves? Success will surely follow. Tip number three, dig a little deeper into the story of failure in your life. Where did it come from and who did you allow to speak those words to you and label you that way? Are you that person? Someone else? And where is the proof? While the past may have a few blemishes, I bet that if you focused on keeping things in perspective, you'd find more wins than losses. So maybe it's time for a mindset shift. And if after all that introspection, you find that the fear you feel is associated with some learned behavior or trauma from the past, please, 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 I ask and encourage you to seek help from a licensed mental health clinician in your area so that you can begin to heal out loud rather than continue to suffer in silence. I could go on and on, but honestly, these are the tips that are top of mind right now. I'd love to hear how you are going to push past your fear and take some bold steps forward in the arena of life. You can send your tips to share at healingforyourthoughts.life. Again, that's share at healingforyourthoughts.life. You can also connect with me on Instagram. My handle is Healing for Your Thoughts. Thank you for listening. It was a pleasure to have you join the conversation today. This podcast is a safe space and place for us all to learn and grow. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out. New episodes drop every Tuesday and then come back each Sunday for bonus content to help kickstart the week ahead. I look forward to our time together again next week. Remember to live well and with intention. All my best, Charlie.